Greetings and welcome. Dr. Brandon Nielsen here and I have a question for you. What has happened to our society in relying upon our inner voice? To relying upon God? To relying upon ultimate truth and not just not truth of men and women? Well, I'm going to talk about that today. I'm very excited. Um, first of all, I, I want to discuss just a little bit. When, when I was growing up, I loved to go to my grandparents' house, both both sides, both my mom's parents and my dad's parents. So we had uh, Grandpa and Grandma uh, Lee, or my mom's parents, and Grandpa and Grandma Nielsen. And my, my grandparents from my mom's side, uh, Grandpa and Grandma, we called them Papa and Tutu. They were actually from Hawaii. And so we have, you know, Hawaii, Hawaiian, Chinese, and Hawaiian, Korean. And then we have uh, Grandpa and Grandma Nielsen, which Nielsen, of course, is Danish Nielsen. And I loved, I loved being with both my grandparents. Uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about my Grandpa and Grandma Nielsen. They lived in Utah, in a small town in Utah. And that's, that's where my dad grew up most, most of his life. And I just absolutely loved going to that little town. Uh, my grandpa, <clears throat> Grandpa Nielsen, he kind of had two two careers, I guess you would call, or two jobs that he did. He worked for himself. He was kind of an entrepreneur. Didn't really think of it back in those days. That's just kind of what everyone did. Um, but, and I'll tell you that in just a minute, but I, you know, I just loved going to their home because I felt so... I felt so loved. In fact, I remember I used to want to build a home just like their home because I thought it was the home that made me feel so loved. But as the years went by, I realized it was Grandpa and Grandma Nielsen. Uh, same thing with uh, my Grandpa and Grandma Lee. Same thing. There was just so much love. So one of the things that I loved about Grandpa and Grandma Nielsen's is when we would wake up in the morning... Um, we would start our day, start breakfast, and we would start breakfast with uh, sausage, eggs, and a piece of toast, or bacon, eggs, and a piece of toast. And, oh man, it was so great. I remember waking up to the smell of that hot breakfast, and it was just so nice. We always had hot breakfasts at our house, but sometimes we didn't have the bacon, you know? A lot of times we'd have eggs, but I think it was that bacon or sausage that you could smell that. And again, it wasn't so much the breakfast, and it was that I got to sit there with Grandpa and Grandma, and they would just, they were just loving on me, you know, just, it was, I just felt so loved. Well, Grandpa, like I was telling you, he had he had a couple of jobs, and his his, he did carpentry. He was... Uh, you know, nowadays they call him a general contractor. And he also did the finished carpentry. And what's interesting about that is, is as the years went by, I saw him change to power tools or tools that men, uh, the, the power came from what man had created, which was amazing. You know, they could get more done and it was easier. In the beginning, I remember as a little boy, his power tools were a hammer. I remember he had always had a saw in his truck, and he used that saw as a straight saw. And then he had um, a drill, I don't know if they call them a drill press, but he had a drill, 
So he had the drill that you um, kind of twist around for kind of a power drill with both hands. So you put one hand on top and then you crank the other one around. And that was kind of a, his, his main drill. And then he had, a, he had a finish drill, which was just a straight drill that would he would use to like create holes before he nailed something so it didn't split the wood. And it was amazing to see how he used those power tools. That's that's what he used. Um, I'm, I mean, they weren't power tools, but they, they were his tools. They were his carpentry tools. Um, another fine tool that he had was called a planer. And I remember as he would plane that wood, you know, if he was making cabinets, he had plane that wood back and forth, back and forth, tightening the plane so it'd make more you know the the blade bigger and it would cut off more wood or loosening it and then I remember he would he would um, sharpen that plane and make sure that his plane planer knife was always sharp hand plane and again as years went by you saw a lot of the old carpenters they switched over to power tools and that was great um it was phenomenal. Another thing that my grandpa did is my grandpa was a farmer. And so in the mornings before he went to work to go and build houses or remodel homes, he would, we would go out and check on the cows. Or, you know, if he had pigs that year, we'd check on the pigs and feed them and make sure that they had water. Or on the horses or the chickens. And it was a lot of fun because... I grew up learning, you know, in the summer times I grew up um, seeing animals and how how to take care of animals and how to care for your animals. Um, one of the things that we had to do was to be able to get the hay for the animals for the winter time because, as you know, in, in Utah the winters get pretty rough and so... We, we had actually bale the hay and get the hay ready for a stack of hay, getting it ready for uh, the winter time so the, the animals had something to eat so they were still sustained through the, through the winter. It was a lot of fun. Um, what's interesting too with, with the hay is as the years went by, you know, they used to have all this old equipment. You'd see kind of old equipment lying around that they just didn't use anymore uh, they used to use uh, equipment everything was by hand you know when when my grandpa was young he used to say hey I'll pay you a nickel for each thistle that you you cut out and so everything we would shovel out thistles and he would go and he would shovel out thistles and everything was by hand and um, they relied upon um, if their crops were going to work or not, they relied upon not so much instruments or GPS, uh, but I, I believe they, I feel like they really relied upon kind of that inner voice. Um, you might call them God or Spirit, um, the Holy Ghost. But it, 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 it seems to me, and the point I want to make is that over time, especially like with carpentry and and even farming, um, 
with the invention of so many great tools, which I think are amazing, um, the art, the art of carpentry started to be lost. Not by my grandpa, because he always kept the art. But as I've seen the, as over the years, I've, I've kind of seen how the, the art of carpentry is, has been lost. Uh, my neighbor's a, he, he does a lot of finished carpentry and he still has an amazing touch, which I don't see a lot of people have that touch anymore. The, the goal is just to build as many houses as fast as possible. Um, same thing with farming. You know, we've gone from these simple farms where a farmer takes care of a couple of cows, calves to take care of his family and make sure that he has, you know, at least one beef for his family per year or an extra beef or so for somebody else in the neighborhood or a pig to uh, mass production. And in a sense, we've even kind of lost the art of farming that we've started to go to science. I think the the point that I want to make here is as we're coming into these days and I I want my grandchildren and my seventh great grandchildren to know this. If they ever hear this recording, I I was thinking of them as as I was thinking about this. We we find ourselves in a time when we're starting to trust we're starting to look to men so much. You know, we're, we're looking to a vaccine to save us. We're looking to a mask to save us. And we're looking to, to men to tell us what to do. We're looking to a governor or allowing a governor to say, do this, yet we didn't have a vote in it. We're, we're allowing uh, leaders to tell us to what to do when, when we didn't even have a say in it. And it's interesting to me because as we look to these individuals or men or we're looking to the science behind it, there hasn't been an experiment yet so this drug couldn't work. Yet when we do that, we take the art or the spirit or God out of treating humans. So when we start looking to a man-made material we start looking to a man-made drug or a vaccine to save us. We take the art, the spirit, or literally we take God out of the mix. And I'm calling on us to change. We must change. We must not lose the art of healthcare. We must not lose the art of father and motherhood. We must change. And as though as, as, as a pastor would say, we must even repent and turn to God once again and stop looking for a man or a man-made device to save us. Yes, they can help. Yes, they can allow us to decrease or minimize what lies ahead. But if we rely fully upon the merits of men, we cannot receive the mercy of God. And I write this so, and I tell this, so that generations down the road, 
my kids will know to whom they must trust, even Jesus Christ.